0: And our reading was from chapter 6. Now going back to the beginning of the chapter, we have Paul the Apostle speaking to the Corinthians about a number of different problems, a number of different sins. Perhaps the first thing that he addresses in chapter 1 is the problem of division. Some say that they are for Peter, some people say that they are for Apollos, some people say that they are for Paul, and some people say that they are for Christ. Factions, divisions, such things should not be heard of in the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Another thing that he warns them about uh, in uh, chapters 2 and 3. He warns them about being too influenced by worldly thinking, worldly wisdom, worldly philosophy, worldly ideas. You could say that he warns them also about pride, chapter 4 and verse 7, who makes you to differ from another. What do you have which you did not receive? And if you received it, then why do you glory as if you did not receive it? Chapter 5, he warns them about a case of immorality in uh, the church. He tells them, such and such a thing has happened. You haven't dealt with it correctly. You have not handled this situation as you uh, should. Corinth was known to be a very immoral city. It was a commercial city with not one but two ports, and it was also a religious city, and I mean by that religious in the pagan sense, with many pagan temples and many idolatrous uh, customs and habits these things of course that i just mentioned uh, the commercial nature of the city and the presence of many pagan temples and idolatrous practices these did not turn out to be things at least in the case of corinth did not turn out to be things that promoted morality Uh, but uh, the opposite Now, as he speaks to them of various sins, various things that are wrong, as he warns them and rebukes them concerning such things, does he tell them, Oh, if you say that you are of Peter, you are of Apollos, you are of Paul, you are of Christ, you have lost your salvation. Because you are saved through what? Through doing good works, and therefore when you do things that are not right, you obviously lose your salvation, and therefore you need to regain it. This is not at all what he says. Uh, Not at all what he uh, says. And it's not at all what the Bible says in general, considering uh, the Bible as a whole. We are saved by grace. We are saved by faith. We are not saved by deserving it, by earning it, by uh, good works. In the passage that we read, 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 11, it says you're justified in the name of the Lord Jesus. You are justified by the Spirit of of our God. Chapter 15, the chapter of the resurrection in 1 Corinthians. What does he tell them? He tells them the message of the the gospel is that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. He was buried and rose the third day according to the scriptures. This is the message, he says, in which you stand. This is the message. And therefore I do not stand before God and hope to gain his acceptance based on I come to church on Sunday morning or some Sunday afternoon or Wednesday evening, or Friday evening. Praise the Lord for the opportunity to come to church. And the Bible tells us not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together. And I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. And one day in your courts is better than a thousand, and I'd rather stand on the threshold Uh, of the house of my Lord, than to dwell in the tents of iniquity. All of these things are true, but at the same time, the Bible in no way is teaching that we are saved through coming to church or any uh, good uh, work. We are saved by the work of Christ, by what he did upon the cross for us, by receiving it by faith. This truth as it enters our hearts, and as it has an impact on our lives, the Bible tells us that it will bring forth fruit. The Bible tells us uh, that we have a faith, a truth, which is after godliness. And the one who names the name of Christ should depart from iniquity. The Old Testament tells us that the fear of the Lord is to hate uh, evil. Romans chapter 6 tells us that sin should not reign in uh, your lives. You should not yield yourself to unrighteousness. You should not become an instrument of unrighteousness. Rather, you should yield yourself unto God and be an instrument of uh, righteousness. Different sins that are mentioned uh, leading up to our reading in chapter 6, and things that are mentioned beyond that, and in other places uh, in the Bible, not just in this uh, letter. Different sins. The believer should fight against such things. And this is where I would like to focus with you on the last two verses of our reading, the last two verses of the chapter. What know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom ye have of God and ye are not your own, for you are bought with a price. You're bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are uh, God's. Romans chapter 12. Your bodies, you should give them to God. Present them to the Lord as a living sacrifice. As a living sacrifice. Romans chapter 14. The believer should not live to himself or die to himself, but rather live or die unto the Lord. 2 Corinthians 5.15. They which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him who died for them and rose again. You are bought with a price. Actually, in Arabic, and I think here the translation in Arabic is more accurate, in Arabic it says, you were bought. Uh, the verb is in the past tense. The reference is, su- is to something which has already taken place. A transaction which has been completed. You have been bought. You were bought uh, with a price. Now, Paul could have said that you should follow the Lord, that you should obey the Lord, live lives that are holy and righteous and separate from sin, because God has made you. God is the creator by virtue Of the fact that he created that created us, he is therefore uh, an authority over us. This is entirely correct, Uh, uh, and this argument is made uh, in uh, other passages in the Bible. Just one uh, that comes to mind: Psalm 100 and verse three. Know ye that the Lord he is God. It is He who has made us and not we ourselves. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. <inaudible> Paul could have said, You need to glorify God, follow Him, do what's right, and be separate from sin because God is the creator, also because God is the sustainer. God is the one who provides you with what you need for your physical life to continue. For your physical life to continue. What do we need? We need air to breathe. We need water to drink. We need food to eat we need clothing and shelter and at other times other things are needful the Lord is the one who provides all that is needed so that our lives continue so that our lives are sustained In Him we live and move and have our being. In fact, the Bible says that all things by Him uh, consist. The Bible says that He upholds all things by the word of His power. Job chapter 12 and verse 10 says that in His hand is the soul of every living thing and the breath of all mankind. The soul of every living thing and the breath of all mankind is in his hand. You are not your own because God created you. It's true and biblical. You are not your own because God provides for you and sustains you. Very true, very biblical. But not what he emphasizes here, not what he says here. Here, He says something which perhaps is greater, more important, more emphatic, a stronger argument. He says you are not your own because you are bought with a price. Because you are bought with a price. Because the time came when the Lord Jesus Christ gave his back to the smiters. The time came. When they placed on his head a crown of thorns. When they laid a cross upon his back. And when the Prince of Life died for my sake. For my sake. You are bought. You are bought with a a, a price. The judgment uh, of sin falling upon him. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid upon him the iniquity of us all. How much iniquity is that? How much guilt was laid upon him? The iniquity of us uh, all. The hymn writer says, none of the ransomed ever knew how deep were the waters crossed, nor how dark the night which the Lord passed through, ere he found his sheep that was lost. Take heed to yourselves, Acts chapter 20 and verse 28, and to all the flock over which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers, to feed the church of God which he has purchased with his own blood and kanisat allah bidamih bidamih revelation chapter 1 and verse uh, 5 and from Jesus Christ the faithful witness the first begotten of the dead the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. Here and there, nations remember how they gained their independence. And they say, we do not want to forget the blood that was shed. People who died. And, in some sense, that's very appropriate. And people who died for the sake of others, to remember them and grant to them a certain amount of honor and respect, good thing to do but how about the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ how about the one who is above all the one who is king of kings and lord of lords greater love has no man than this the love of Christ which brought him from the glories of heaven to the darkness of Calvary and to the tomb so that we could have life so that we could have forgiveness so that we could be accepted in the Beloved. It is a fact. It is a truth. It is to be much remembered, in fact, to be always remembered that I am not my own, that I am bought with a price. You can remember certain facts in various ways. You can remember dates and times, when Napoleon was born and when Napoleon died. Uh, when this war started and when that war uh, ended but there are some facts that are super facts you might say supremely important above all things there are some stories and I don't mean by the word stories something that's untrue I mean something that's true There are some stories that are super stories that are supremely important in what they tell that have an impact on a person's life that should have an impact on a person's uh, life. The fact that the believer is bought with a price. This is more important than a person's uh, background. Why? The Bible tells us That there is neither Jew nor Greek, neither male nor female, barbarian, Scythian, so on. So many different ways that people identify themselves and think of themselves and classify uh, themselves. What's important about me? I am uh, this kind of person from this background. I am this kind of person in terms of my job. I am this kind of person in terms of certain classifications within society. More educated, less educated. More money, less money. Uh, I am tall, short, fat, thin. We are bought with a price. And that's the most important thing about the believer. The most important thing uh, that will ever identify him and classify him. The most important feature and characteristic. The Bible tells us in Luke chapter 10 and uh, beginning with verse 17, the 70 returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devil's are subject unto us through thy name. Through uh, thy name. And it's good that they said, through thy name. Uh, Through uh, thy name. That phrase, particularly appropriate. Uh, And uh, he said unto them, that is the Lord Jesus, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Behold, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. And a few verses later, the Bible tells us that the Lord Jesus rejoiced greatly in spirit. The Lord Jesus rejoiced with his disciples At their return, he had sent them on a preaching trip. He had sent them uh, to uh, declare tidings that the kingdom of God uh, was at hand. He had given them power to perform certain miracles. When they came back joyfully, he shared in that joy. But he said, Notwithstanding in this rejoice not, that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Because your names are written in heaven, in the book of life, in the book of the Lamb, from the foundation of of the world. There are other things that compete for our attention. There are other things that try to uh, find a place in our hearts and uh, lives. What's important about me, this or that? What do I value, this or that? Different things that are found uh, in the uh, world. What's important is money. And therefore, the most important way to think of myself is, am I rich or poor? Am I getting richer? You are not your own. You are bought with a price you are bought with uh, a a price. Uh, Revelation chapter 5 and verse 9 tells us that in heaven they sing gladly about what? About the money that they had upon the earth or the position or power that they had upon the earth or the fact that they lived a life that was pleasant and that was filled with different uh, pleasures and comforts. Thou art worthy, they say in Revelation 5, 9, to take the book and to open its seals because you were slain and you have redeemed us to God by your blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and and nation. We read in the book of Luke how when the Lord Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane, the blood, drops of blood came from his brow as he prayed in anguish. And from there, he shed his blood all the way to the cross. And it is this price with which you are bought. You are not your own. You are bought with a price. And therefore, since I am bought with a price, I belong to another. I do not belong to myself. I do not belong to myself. And in some ways it's good that I don't belong to myself. Think with me of a ship on the sea, deserted, abandoned. It belongs to itself. It is the property of no man. What will happen to it? Storms and waves will overturn it and sink it. Currents will slam it against the rocks uh, where it will be destroyed. One way or the other, the sea will soon swallow it up. And when it is gone, no man will mourn. No man uh, will be sad. Another ship on the same sea may be subject to the same influences, the winds and the waves and the currents and the rocks, the same dangers. But this second ship will reach its goal. It will not be overcome by wind or by rock because it has a pilot, because it has a master, because it has a, a, a lord. Think with me of a group of sheep one group of sheep may be out there on the mountainside on their own, suffering from hunger, cold, disease, and from the presence of predators from the wolves and other creatures around that would make those sheep. Their prey. There is another group of sheep whose situation is quite different because they are not their own, because they belong to a shepherd. And the Lord Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his uh, sheep, uh, for uh, his sheep. Here and there, we wish in this country that we were not our own. <laughs> Here and there, we wish in this country that we were under new management. Uh, and you hear people say it all the time. Oh, if only France was still our colonial power. Oh, if only the British or the Americans or, or any list of nations, all right, would come and take charge so that we would no longer be our own, because the way it works, or we are our own, it doesn't work well. Uh, it doesn't work uh well. What does the bride do? She gives herself willingly, confidently to her husband. Why? Because she knows that she is giving herself to one who loves her. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it by the washing of water, by the word, that he may present it to himself, a glorious church. ليحضرها لنفسه كنيسة a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. Uh, uh, You belong to another. You belong to another. And it is quite common when a person holds something that belongs to another, it is quite common if a person is, decent and fair-minded it is quite common that you take care of something better when it belongs to somebody else i know that that's not always the way it works and people can think about things differently but like i said decent fair-minded folk uh, i think tend to say oh i need to take care of it in a special way because because it's not mine because it, uh, to, uh, 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 be- because it belongs to another. Because uh, it belongs to another. Second Kings chapter 6 and verse 5. The axe head uh, which flew off the handle and fell into the water. And the man cried, Alas, Master. For it was, for it was borrowed. For it was uh, borrowed. And so, if I belong to uh, another, I don't have the right to, let's say, poison my body. I don't have the right to drink mercury or arsenic or who knows what other substances uh, we could refer to. The list is probably long. I don't have the right to poison my body. I don't have the right to poison my mind, my heart, my uh, spirit. I do not... Have the right to expose myself uh, to false teaching in a way that would make me fall under its influence. First uh, Timothy chapter one and verse four: Do not give heed to fables and endless genealogies, which minister questions rather than godly edifying, which is in faith. Uh, which is in uh, in faith, since uh, the believer is not. Uh, uh, his own, since he belongs to another, then talents and abilities which the believer has need to be gainfully employed, need to be used in serving the master who has given them. The kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling into a far country who called his servants and delivered unto them his goods, five talents, two, and to another one. He took his journey, and the one who had five talents went, and he traded, and he made five other talents. And likewise, he that received two, he also gained the other two. And then the one who received one dug a hole in the ground and put his talent there. But this was wrong because it was not up to him what to do with that uh, talent. Remember Esther and the position which she held uh, in the kingdom. Uh, and remember the plot, the intention, the plan of Haman to kill all the people of the Old Testament, all who would fall under his authority, under the authority of uh, the Persian Empire. Esther said, when Mordecai told her of this situation, of this intention, of this wicked plan, Esther said, but I cannot go in to the king only when a person is sent for. Otherwise, they will be put to death. Mordecai told her, don't think that you'll escape in the king's house more than others if you hold your peace at this time, enlargement and deliverance. Will arise, will arise from another place. But thou and thy father's house will be destroyed and who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Esther, the position that you have, It's not your own to do with it what is wise in your own eyes how should I benefit from my position in the palace I should benefit from it it will keep me safe me and my family that's how I should benefit from it but you are not your own you are bought with uh, a price Daniel was given the ability to interpret dreams. Are you able to make known unto me the dream which I have seen, King Nebuchadnezzar said. Daniel answered in the presence of the king, Daniel chapter 2 and verse 27, the secret which the king demanded, the astrologers and the magicians and the soothsayers and, and those guys, they are not able to show it unto the king. But there is A God in heaven who reveals secrets. Not me, Daniel. There is a God in uh, in heaven uh, to go and come uh, as we will. Is this uh, what uh, we should do? Uh, Book of James uh, chapter 4 and beginning uh, with verse uh, 13. Come now, ye that say, today or tomorrow, we will go into such a city. We will continue there a year. We will buy and sell and get gain. Whereas ye know not what ye shall be on the next day. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. For you ought to say, if the Lord will. If the Lord so wills. Then. We shall live and do this and do uh, uh, that. Uh, uh, to say that I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that because that's what I want to do. Isn't that along the lines of what the rich fool said? The rich fool of Luke chapter uh, 12. I have a harvest that is too great for my present storehouses. A harvest that is too abundant, that is too large. What am I going to do? I'm going to tear down my barns, my storehouses, and I'm going to build new ones which are larger, which are greater, and there I will bestow all my fruits and all my goods, and I will say to my soul, Soul, you have many goods laid up for many years Take your ease, eat, drink, and be merry. Do what you please, do what you desire, do that which you regard as good. But God said, you fool. None of these things that you have planned and projected, none of them are going to do what? None of them are going to be transformed into a reality. None of this is actually going to happen because your soul is required of you this night. And all of this will go to uh, another. And so, I belong to another to use my abilities and talents, my time, my life, as he desires, to come and go as he uh, desires. He did not purchase when he died and shed his blood for my sake. He did not purchase part of me. He purchased all of me. You are not your own. You are bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God. Therefore, glorify uh, God. Remember what this same letter uh, says in chapter 10 and verse 31 Whether therefore ye eat or drink or whatever ye do, do all to the glory of God. We can glorify God in coming to church. Of course, we can glorify God in coming to church, but we can glorify God in many other ways. Indeed, In everything that we do, uh, how uh, we do it, to do it in a way that honors uh, the Lord. Uh, I can glorify God by working well. Oh, is the boss around? Ah, activity. (laughs) Is the boss around the corner? (laughs) Is this what glorifies God? No. This is not what glorify God. Uh, this is not what glorify glorifies God. Uh, this is not what uh, glorifies God. The, the Bible calls that eye service. Eye service. I serve in a particular way when the eye of the boss is on me. But when the eye of the boss is not on me, then I serve in a, a different uh, uh, manner. We glorify uh, God by reading His Word. We glorify God by coming to him in prayer without ceasing, the Bible says. The Bible says that we should be filled, Philippians 1.11, with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ unto the glory and the praise of God. John chapter 15 and verse 8, my father is glorified that you bear much uh, fruit if we bear the name of Christ, we should bear the fruit of Christ with that name because people in the world are looking. People in the world are uh, uh, looking and uh, we need to glorify uh, our uh, our master. Uh, People in the world, Expect when they know that someone is a believer people in the world expect a higher standard of behavior and in some sense it's absolutely right and in fact highly desirable and sometimes you want to tell such people why is it that you expect that the believer behave a different way a better way because in this expectation they acknowledge that there is a reality and a strength in the teaching of the gospel, in the uh, word of God, in the Lord Jesus Christ, which has an impact on people's lives. But, of course, we are in no way immune from episodes like that of Peter when he denied the Lord Jesus. And sometimes they turn out to be much longer than a few brief moments, much longer than a few brief hours, much longer than that which Peter, unfortunately, fell uh, uh, into. Christ is a great general, and it is therefore entirely fitting that his, Soldiers, be great soldiers. Be uh, great soldiers. Endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. As a good soldier of uh, Jesus Christ. There is a fight. There is a a battle. And every believer should live as if the cause of Christ and the cause of of the gospel depended on him and on him alone. If we think of what we owe to him, if you and I think of what we owe to him and live that way, that's what is needed. That's the way uh, things should be. Therefore, glorify God in your body, in your uh, spirit. Uh, Do we live for his glory? Do we lift high? His uh, banner. Here and there. There are people who will say. Oh if he's a believer. I don't want to be a believer. But there are also people who so live. That they adorn the doctrine. Titus chapter 3. That they bring honor. To the name of Christ. Christ in you. And in me. The life which I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. The Holy Spirit dwells in your heart. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit who is given to you of God. And you are not your own. You are bought with a price. Glorify God in your body. Glorify God in your spirit, in your heart, in your life. Because, because all of these things are not your own. They are God's. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this word which your servant Paul directed towards the people of Corinth. All around us there are sinful things all around us there are things that want our attention and want to take a part of our heart our life our love we pray lord that you would help each and every one of your children to remember these words That we are bought with a price. That we are not our own. That we should glorify God. Impress these words, Lord, upon our hearts and upon our lives. And draw us into your will and way closer to you closer to the Lord Jesus Christ to follow him with greater faithfulness and love to live for him and honor him and glorify him more because this is only right and true bless each heart I pray